Greetings and salutations, gamers. Welcome to Cast Co-op, the podcast in which three podcast hosts cast together. I am one of your hosts and the most professional of the three, Luke Lore, the insipid Questionable. Ghost, joined by the master complainer, master of other things too, Mr. Ainsley Bowden from Season Gaming, never happy with the work we put in. Really that's frustrating. Not, that's not really true. That's just it's it's just ridiculous. In my defense, I don't put in a lot of work. I am playing <laughs> Cold of the Lamb right now, and I just turned it off. Oh my god! What's up, guys? Um, <clears throat> good to be back with you guys. I love chatting with you. I am. I'm actually annoyed that there's not enough gaming news for us to talk biweekly like we normally do. Yeah. Um, because I miss sitting down and just laughing with you guys. What do you and think that is? Summer. Yeah. Yeah, summer. That's probably that's probably that's it. true. I mean, yeah. We're due for I would argue a crowded news fall. You know what I mean? And a quiet oh, yeah. December. But I, f- I would think in September news starts kicking pretty hard. Wait yeah. for Sony to announce, man. I'm ready for Sony to do whatever they're going to do. <clears throat> I think that I think the announcement comes after Summer Games Fest. You want to know how I know this? Every other Sony insider said it was sometime in August they would announce it. <laughs> oh, so when Activision and uh, Xbox are closing. Yeah, yeah. Two weeks from go. now when the, <laughs> when the Activision Blizzard deal closes, uh, Sony will announce their state of play or whatever. Future game show. It's dumb. Just say the PlayStation experience. Just rebrand it. Yeah. Ainsley Bowden and I are joined by Mr. Joseph Morand, host <laughs> oh. of the Trophy Room, a PlayStation Hello. podcast, uh, friend of the PlayStation Insiders, right here. Joe, uh, how are you? No, I'm not. <laughs> I'm doing fantastic, man. I'm, uh, listen, it's been it's been too long since we've been podcasting, and now yeah. here we are. Yeah, podcasting yeah. together. We're not good at intros on this show. We're terrible. No, we're really not. We're struggling. Yeah. Yeah, and right. I think it's due to Luke's blank stare. <laughs> what? You know what it was? I was looking at my goddamn eyes. <laughs> you got me psyched out. I actually have eye issues, like real ones. Yeah. Uh, oh, God, and I can't here we go. Get them to, to fix. So I wear the glasses, and you point it out every time. So now I'm just addressing. Now I'm staring at it. I'm right. like, oh, my gosh, can you see it? This and way? now you got blue light and the red eyes, which has, like, this purple <laughs> effect. Like, you're I'll the emperor and... <laughs> Return yes, of the Jedi. I can do it. I concocted this plan to get myself almost killed multiple right. times. It's crazy. It's crazy. Well, boys, <sighs> the big topic and 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 theme of our show, at least the, what we think it's going to be, uh, is going to be delays. We've had a lot of delays announced, but before we get to that, and I'd like to just kind of hold off as we we settle in. I'm curious, and we don't usually start this way, but what have you been playing a lot? I've heard a lot about this Cult of the Lamb. Joe, you said you were playing it right beforehand. You guys have played it. I haven't. Yeah, it's good. It looks like not my kind of game, so I'm curious. Really good. It's really it's good. Really good. The only thing that's hold- like holding this game back for me is the end game bugs. There are a lot of times where I'm doing a really good run uh, in a dungeon late game, and uh, like the door doesn't open to the next room because like an enemy is stuck outside of the arena, mm. or like you know it's somewhere unreachable um so that that sucks and when you do too many rituals at once um or in a short period of time Mm -hmm. and they never get old by the way but then like the game crashes and you gotta reboot the app 
But uh, other than that, the game is fantastic. It is, well, a lot of people have been saying. It's like Binding of Isaac meets Animal Crossing, where you have this uh, roguelite or roguelike, um, you know, dungeon that you have to go through uh, and to get to the end boss. Uh, it's randomly genera- generated. The uh, weapons are randomly generated, uh, unlike, uh, you know, Oblivion, which was, you know, tailor-made, but like a hundred of them. Anyway. <laughs> oh, God. That's a deep callback. I don't know. It's a deep callback. It's a deep callback. So it's actually randomly generated. And then, like, once you get past this boss, you can keep on going, and it gets harder and harder until you either die or you go back to your cult. And you go back to your cult, everybody's these cute woodland animals, and you're sacrificing things to Cthulhu monsters you're having. So you killed you know, me and resurrected me or something? What is I killed so here's what happened. Um, <laughs> first off, I brought you into my cult. You started revolting against the cult ASAP. Damn right. That's right. That's right. It's amazing how realistic the game <laughs> That's is. That's right. It really is. It really is. And then I put you in prison. And then I, I turned you into a loyal follower. And then I had the chance to kill you because once you were out of prison, you were old. Um, but I decided to send you to heaven. But I oh, am planning on making a Luke 2. <laughs> which, funny enough, like I made everybody, like Ains has one. Ains just died of old age off screen. <laughs> I told you, you know? how realistic it is. It's right there. <laughs> and Ains died of old age. True um, to form. Kyle, Kyle, my co-host, I made a, a little avatar of him. Mm-hmm. This version of Kyle, a complete asshole. Like he's <laughs> like, I want people sacrificed. I want people uh, like working, you know, working overtime. No sleep for these people. You know, I want, I want people to fight in the arena. I want to see this one guy eat his own shit. Like that was Kyle in a in a nutshell. And then one day he just plops dead. And so I'm like, all right, his reign of terror has ended. And what you get to do, if you don't sacrifice them or that you don't beam them up to heaven, you can either bury them or you could turn them into meat. And so that's what you did to Kyle. <laughs> and I let my cult to eat them. Joe, you know how there's like you get the day and night cycle, right? And there's the, the yeah. short period that's night. Is that the only time you ever see Luke? Uh, that's actually right. ironically. You just talked about how I'm I'm, I'm self conscious about this. <laughs> Damn shame right here. But the game, honestly, Ains, I don't know about you. Uh-huh. Uh, this is this is man, really just stellar in my book. Like this it's really is really good. Yeah, this I is don't... probably up there, like top three games I've played this year. Um, yeah, I don't know how high I am on it yet. I'm I'm not as far as you. I'm I'm about to reach the second end boss so i'm about yeah. halfway um I, I really like it i think that uh i haven't experienced any bugs because uh i know hogue and um travis were talking about a lot of people experiencing some bugs i saw they posted about that but i haven't had any yet anyway um but uh no i'm having a good time with it i've made one major glaring fault so one of my weird intricacies of their of the many is that when i play a game where you name characters or create your own character the yeah. name always has to start with an a uh really? every every male in my family starts with an a every every guy so i oh. always start all the names with an a which i did in my cult so i you know you can randomize the name i randomize yeah. until it comes up with the first a name and then i take it 
Oh, wow. okay. The problem is now when I walk around my cult with all these people, it's like, go talk to Arbalog. And I'm like, oh, shit, which one's Arbalog? So I literally have to go to every single one constantly because I have no idea yeah. who's who anymore. Um, yeah. But um, I have so many that it's hard to keep. Like, I'm like, where are they all? Because I got to the point where I have like 30 followers in my camp. And now I'm purposely killing them so I could just <laughs> start getting to a lower number. Yeah, is that it, good? Is that because I don't I haven't played it? Do you want? Yeah, you can sacrifice fewer? people. Yeah, no, you, you want you, more, but well, go ahead, Joe. You know better than me. You want you want like a slow growth. You you like you do want at the end of it, you should have about like twenty followers, uh, mm -hmm. all worshiping you, and that'll get you a decent amount. So like to me in the beginning, I didn't know how to manage stuff well, and so I was like, oh damn, I have like no lumber, I have no like stone and so what i ended up doing was i made like stone quarries and like wood shops to collect all those things and i made like three or four of each so that i just had ample production what i really ended up treating this game as was actually not like i was playing animal crossing but more like i was playing like civ or uh, age of empires and when i came at it through that lens i really liked the um the camp management a whole lot more when i when i thought through it through i'm just playing age of empires okay this is gonna be good nice. so th that's that's pretty much what i've done I, I i would say the one thing for me and and again i know i'm can be weird on this stuff is that the uh the actual when you do your runs like they're fun but they are they're pretty repetitive and the the um the uh what do you call it like the the complexity of the combat is very simple um, yeah. like it's just hack and slash with a, a curse ability. It's not like, uh, it's not like Hades level or some of these other games where there's a lot of abilities and kind of di different things you can do, which make it deeper. Um, but no, uh, so it's a little too simple for what? my taste in that regard, but I, I'd enjoy the other stuff and I don't even like management games. Like I don't, yeah. I don't generally play those, but I'm, I'm really liking this one. When you get different weapons, it gets a little bit more intricate, but I understand what it is pretty simple. The one thing I wasn't liking in the beginning is that the arenas were a little bit too small yeah. for me. Yeah. Uh, and there's too much like bullshit in the way. As you go through the the, the arenas become bigger and bigger. Good. Um, and the enemies you're fighting are more intricate, I would say. Okay. Yeah. Well, so is this a flash in the pan excitement or do you think this is going to have legs? Because like as dusk falls, that fell off pretty quick. Uh, there were a couple other indies this year that like came and surprised us and fell off yeah. quick. I mean, Shredder's Revenge was, I think had a big splash. So good. Uh, I think it'll still be like Shredder's Revenge. It'll yeah. have its week or two for sure. Yeah. Yeah. I think people will mention at the end of the year only because this is, um, this is a genre where people really latch on mm. uh, roguelites just like they have this huge community that really enjoys them. And this is a good one. So yeah. uh, it'll be mentioned. Okay. Well, that's good. I think it may even win. <laughs> I don't know. No, I don't know really? Anymore. I haven't played I really it, like but it. I mean, like I don't sense the buzz, I guess is why it's not, that. it's not going to win like the major awards. now. not in a mm -hmm. year that has Elden ring and God of war Ragnarok. Yeah. Um, no, but, but like the indie stuff, like indie it, stuff, it could be up there. Yeah, oh. for sure. Have we talked since God of war pre-orders? I feel like we have. We all got the. We're all getting the cool hammer. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I got, I got. Yeah, you know the. Um, uh, spoiler alert! There's spoilers for God of War about to come out. Everybody's saying so. Just be on the lookout. You know, go up on like Wikipedia. Look up a whole bunch of Norse shit. Start muting those words. Because oh boy, who knows what's gonna happen? Who knows? But 
people so. say they say things and they know things and just you know you know, a lot of people say they know yeah. things and have no evidence to shred proof or anything else <laughs> and then they play dumb like they didn't they didn't just say that a week ago in a video it's yeah. like what are you talking about <laughs> you uh, know, De- it, yeah go for it. i'm sorry Ian. sorry sorry no no i I was just going to mention Deft said they have a roadmap for content, which we forgot to mention. Uh, Massive Monster, who made Cult of the Lamb, uh, does have uh, free content additions coming uh, for the game as well. So it's not like a release and done type thing. Yeah. Um, you know, I, I I wonder with those leaks, uh, when it comes to God of War, is it people are scared to leak them because Sony will go after them? <laughs> or is it just like the respect thing of like, ooh, this will make us, this will villainize us? A bit if we do it or a combo of both what do you think it's i don't know i hope both yeah. um i hope it happens to anyone who leaks stuff like this um luckily I, i've been safe so far um i'm usually pretty good about avoiding that stuff but uh we'll see yeah i mean we've talked about it. like we don't really get i don't give a crap about a spoiler i i know what happens in final fantasy 7 i still really like that game you know, I know what happened in Last of Us 2. It didn't take away my enjoyment of Last of Us 2. How about my old buddy that when I told you guys that I deleted the account off that old gaming forum after he spoiled <laughs> Halo 4 for me and my old buddy found our cast video and responded and said he was there? Oh, oh God, I do that remember that. That's right. You Did you see that, that comment? Yeah, he yeah, actually DM'd was... me. He's like, well, I'm not going to say his name on cast, but I re- yeah. So we were talking the other day. It's pretty funny. That's cool. Yeah. I found the this this will sound it's very particular but only in the most specific of things do i care about spoilers but like if you were to tell me what happened in god of War ragnarok that wouldn't change my excitement level you could have right. told me the end of uh avengers endgame it wouldn't change my excitement level so it just depends i think mm-hmm. about what it is for me i yeah. i can't stand them i'm one of those guys that goes nuts like yeah and like i'm like <sighs> Honest to God, too, to me, like, the thing that, like, kind of breaks me is, like, you're not spoiling it for, again, I don't care, but, like, you're really ruining it for the people that work so hard on this game, and you're not even letting them tell their story the way that they want it to be told, right? You're going to snip a a 30-second thing out that's obviously not finished, and then you're going to have, you know, some Xbox trolls you know take it and run with it and that's going to be the narrative for the next few months it's gonna, it's it, it really is a a, a bummer yeah i like that yeah. one bit no, i don't I like just... when it kills other people i'm sorry i cut you off, but like i don't like when it kills the hype i'm seeing kevin's comment in chat what's up kevin like what he, he, it kills his hype it kills your hype that's what kills my excitement is seeing you get sad about it or whatnot because like i wasn't excited for elden ring at all and then i got excited by way of you you know what I mean? Like you were the mm-hmm. catalyst that said, you know what? I'm going to try this. I want to be part of this conversation. And, yeah. and that can sometimes ruin it. But like you could have told me what happened in Top Gun. I would have still loved it. Mm. Yeah. You know, yeah, I, I knew that it. Goose died in, in Top Gun when I watched it. Didn't take away from Spoilers. Goose Die. Um, it wouldn't um, it wouldn't ruin my enjoyment of like Ragnarok. Uh, yeah. But uh, I, it would annoy me. So but I, I think you're right, Joe. I think it's. It's, they're just crappy people. Let's call it what it is, right? It's mm-hmm. crappy people that want to ruin other people's fun. There's nothing worse than someone else that purposely spends time and energy trying to ruin things for other people. I mean, how pathetic of a person do you have to be? Yeah. 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 And comedically, they do it because they think it's funny. It's like, mm-hmm. wow. Like, like, Those know, people boys. are fun at parties. <laughs> <laughs> have a lot of friends and family that respect them. You know what else I've been playing, boys? Mm. 
little game yes, called Anthem. Sir. Now, Ains, as a diehard Anthem fan myself, <laughs> I, honest to God, see, Joe, before you, Ains, when Anthem was out, Joe and I, it was just me and Joe and, and like, like our buddies on that side. We didn't have the season gaming crew. So it was only me playing Anthem. And all I heard every day was, oh, you're playing a bad game. That's Anthem. It so sucks. Game is beautiful. Best flight controls to combat in any game. Flight to combat, like from, from run out to flight to combat. It's just so cool. It's amazing. Oh, and that soundtrack, man. Yeah. Mm, chef's okay. kiss. It's well, Ainge, you no longer get to talk shit about Marvel's Avengers to us, you know. <laughs> uh, I, uh, I did turn that on the other day, by the way, and I turned it off in about three minutes. There you go. If you're trying That's to get right. anthem out of it, it doesn't. You don't get to the anthem part until. No, I didn't even play it. I got to. I got to the intro with the actual. Uh, what's the ship called? The Avenger ship. I don't know. The helicarrier. Uh, they're they're flying shit. God, you're. And old. I, I got to the care. I got to the characters, and I was just like, yeah, I'm. I'm already bored. I, I, think, I'm, I think I'm good. Yeah, I'm good. See, yeah. it's you know it's what's so annoying is you're not bored even because of the gameplay. You're like, no, oh, it's Avengers. I don't like the Avengers. <laughs> Pretty much. They're the they're the freaking it's Avengers. Like a, it's like yeah. a guy with like he's a spider and a man. <laughs> Come on. Come how many on. how many how many bugs we got men of or something, whatever yeah. the quote is. True. You know? you, you're telling me there's a man and a spider-man, and I'm supposed to believe that? Come on. Yeah, Too and there's a beetle that's blue for some reason. How ridiculous. Yeah. Got wrong universe. Jesus, um I will say, and Ains, this is between just you and me and no one else. It's just you and me, right? Joe was telling me privately he's really upset about the new Captain America. I heard that. Have you heard about <laughs> this? I heard that. Yeah. He's on my cap. It's, <laughs> it's disappointing. Yeah. You know, you expect yeah. better out of someone like Joe. Um, but just so you know, the world's a weird place. Yeah, that's a damn shame. It's a damn yeah. shame. We got a lively chat tonight, by the way. Hello to all of you. It's good so, to see what's you. What's going on, everyone? Yeah. Uh, Sean Capri asked a question. He said, well, oh, why is the L in your name lowercase L and the rest of the letters are capital? I mean, I don't even get it. Oh, he means like a, oh, in the the font. tag. Oh, I think okay. it's because Ains doesn't respect you, but he respects me. Oh, okay. <laughs> uh, I think actually, if you, it's I don't know. Says the only one with three no, letters in his name. No, see, there, there, there actually oh, is shit. a little. There is a little. It's a little tail. Yeah, it's just okay. a, it's the graphic design font. That's all. Yeah, I didn't make. I didn't make it, by the way. But hey, well, can we talk about how Sony's yeah. dead? Every week we talk about when that. We get, when are we getting to that? Let's <laughs> talk about the fact that we've got a number of delays that keep hitting. And mm. despite that, I still feel like fall is still crowded. However, today I was sad to find uh, this is my second most frustration for delayed games. Uh, mm. Evil West was delayed was. into November. Yeah. Evil West was uh, set to be in September, I believe. Yes, yeah, September 20th. And now okay. it's November 22nd, uh, which is kind of a bummer. For sure, like I was bummed to see that. But then we've we've seen Midnight Suns. Midnight uh, Suns delayed till who knows when? Who knows when? Yeah, basically Physical. delayed a whole year. Yeah, and, and good. The PS4 and Xbox One versions till. Uh. <laughs> and uh, what was the game? Uh, Hogwarts. Hogwarts. Hogwarts <laughs> They're like, yeah, Legacy. we'll tell you about Switch at some point. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Shit, that is supposed to be on Switch. That game looks it, like it, it would. It is going to Switch. Switch, but no, I think it's going to be the uh, the cloud, cloud thing they do for the big AAA stuff. Um, and they probably just they're so focused on getting the other ones out, they don't have time to finish that up right now. So, yeah. but yeah, February, February for that. February tenth. February tenth. 
Is it 10th? Why did I think 20th? Yeah, February 10th. You're right. Sure. Um, I'm really excited for Hogwarts, honestly. Um, yeah. I, I just... We were talking on BitCast about because it's a Harry Potter game and they've done, they did that awesome state of play with it, right? That Sony did. And then they, they kind of given the promise of you always wanted to go to Hogwarts and be a student at Hogwarts. And like, you're talking about like 20 plus years or 20, however long it's been now of memories of people into this franchise, millions of people who have their own version running around in their mind of what it would be like to go to Hogwarts. And you're kind of promising that with this game. Um, so unless this game is, incredibly well polished and as deep as we're all expecting it's going to be there's mm -hmm. going to be some uh i expect some major disappointment here along the way oh really yeah. you think so no i agree I, with him I I, I I don't know how you you promise people they can go to hogwarts experience the classes to go to the schools play quidditch basically everything that you would want to do if you were in the harry potter universe i don't see how they create that and actually have it all be meaningful We'll see. I hope they mm. do. Don't get me wrong. As always, I hope they do. But um, I'm a little worried that people are going to go in with these grandiose expectations and it's going to fall kind of mid for them. Well, no, I, that's I was with, fair. Sorry, Luke, go for it. I was, yeah, I was with, with Miles uh, this past weekend uh, and enjoyed it. We had a really good conversation, but I feel like with the Harry Potter license, can't afford to take the hit right now, whereas Batman... It, it, but the name alone kind of lets you out. So if WB had to pick one of the two, delaying Hogwarts to make sure that is a masterpiece for all the reasons Ains said makes more sense given the trepidation surrounding Gotham Knights and the fact that regardless of what happens with Gotham Knights, the next Batman game is fine. Oh, you yeah. know what I mean? Yeah. Whereas I think Harry Potter is in a little bit more of a limbo because of Fantastic Beast being less popular. And then they have J.K. Rowling stick. Uh, and then you have a lot of kind of ins and outs are, is it good? Not good. And I think it, it can't afford to take the hit in the game space. Whereas the Batman franchise can, and that was my, that's a theory. I don't know. What do you guys think? No, that's actually, that's a, that's a good point. Cause I was like, well, you know, fallen order made me feel like a Jedi, but at the same exact time, there's so many other star Wars games that made me feel like <laughs> a Jedi. And there's been also so many star Wars games that have been, rather mediocre but then you remember the great ones like you know like rogue squadron or republic commando or anything like that so you forget about like terracossi arena so when i think about like harry potter yeah how much harry potter stuff has there really been and you know is that ip still as relevant as it once was given whatever you think about jk rowling i don't care giving this what, masterpiece of the game Yes. Masters of the Terrace Kasi. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, man. That's in right. Reference in a good movie that was solo. That's right. I agree. Also, this is another gem. Just I'm giving these a shout out. These oh, are just Rebel, Rebel Assault, Assault. 2. Yeah. Remember that? Yeah. Yeah. Good one. Dude. Good one. Oh. I'm, um, I'm interrupting I Wednesday. There's a Polymega. Have you guys heard of a Polymega? It's a system that like plays yeah, I told Disney. you I have one on order. Oh, that's right. Ains, will you buy me one? I'm a little hard up for cash right now, but I really want one. So, so wait, not to take us off track, but wait, because they have not shown yet the promise of actually delivering anything. I've had that on order for about since the beginning of this year. So about seven months. Mm -hmm. uh, and they said pre-orders were shipping soon back in June. And no one I know still has one. And what's so, the look. name of this thing? I would like to look it up. Polymega. Poly I exactly, really want one. Exactly. As it sounds, it's essentially a, uh, and, and, Oh, to, be to be clear, Luke, 
I saw this at E3 in 2019. It was under a different name. Mm -hmm. um, And they rebranded and kind of redone this. Uh, So basically what it is, it's a retro console that you can plug your old games into. And then they're building individual modules for each console. So if you want to play Mm -hmm. N64, you plug the N64 one into it, or Genesis, Mm -hmm. or Super Nintendo, etc. So I actually ordered the the whole deluxe bundle with everything. Um, So I'll let you know when I get it, and uh, we'll see. Next time you are going to buy a statue, hold off. Say, you know what? I'm going to buy my friend Luke a deluxe bundle, and we'll just call it call it evens on all this content that I produce for Season Gaming. Hey, what do you think? All, all this content? I promised content. <laughs> <laughs> Holy shit, what? this thing is cool looking, y'all. It is cool. I want yeah. some, and, and this is the kicker, if it works, right? Like, we don't know. Yep. Yeah. Once you put the, your cartridge in, you never have to put it in again. Yeah, it, it downloads it as a ROM. No, what? That is yeah. awesome. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, and I want. Oh, yeah. I just want to play Rogue Squadron. Yeah, and <laughs> Eric just said uh, that's one expensive course review. <laughs> hey, Eric, I also did several print interviews. <laughs> Skull and Bones. That was a great feature. It was that's actually. Right. It was. I agree with it's you. Um, anyway, what the hell were we talking about? Um, uh, <laughs> Harry Potter. I inter- I, yeah, I was interrupting Joe because I got excited when he said Terrace Kasi. Yeah, Harry yeah. Potter. Uh, the, the big thing with, um, so for those of you don't, who don't know about Hogwarts legacy, this game has been in development for a very long time. There were banners for this game at E3 2018. It's been in development mm-hmm. that long. Uh, and remember that this is port key games making this game. This is not a proven big blockbuster AAA developer. So, sure. uh, I, I want this game to be amazing. The state of play for it actually got me more excited about it. I thought it looked really good, um, but they have a lot to prove. And I think that uh, it's been delayed a couple times already. They need to make sure that they get this one right, because if this comes out flat, um, it, it's not the type of game that's going to recover. This is a single player kind of RPG experience, right? You need it to land as a big AAA Harry Potter title for WB. This is a game that I think is going to be an entry point for a lot of people into Harry Potter. That's another thing that that goes back to what I was saying, right? So you've got to meet this expectation of teaching someone everything that's supposedly cool, right? That people love about Harry Potter. I didn't mean that sarcastically. Uh, That people love about Harry Potter. But at the same time, the person who has lived Harry Potter for 20 years is Mm going to jump into this game and want to be their own wizard at Hogwarts. And how do you satisfy that expectation? That's not easy to do. Yeah. No, I mean, how many people saw saw Jedi Fallen Order and were able to get into Star Wars or play Jedi Fallen Order able to get into Souls games. That was an awesome game. But that's Respawn, right? Like, we know Respawn makes great games. Sure. But the (laughs) idea is that, like, a game with all the art and franchise uh, love, et cetera, et cetera. Yeah, I see see it too. Yeah, we'll talk about it in a minute. Um, Can be a good entry point for anyone into something else. You know what I mean? Mm. There's so much art and music in a game that it can be a wonderful gateway uh, to to a new medium or to a new genre, a new franchise. And that's why ga- that's the weight that games carry versus other things, other forms of media, um, which which is crazy, you know? And yeah, Great. let's bring up Peter's comment. I'm so excited. Yeah, so uh, Guy, uh, for our audio listeners, uh, Peter W. says, I got my Polymega this year, although I pre-ordered it somewhere in 2019. <laughs> So, uh, as I said, the company has been kind of slow now, of course, I'm sure they're being a small company, they're subject to the delays and 
hard ups of getting hardware out the door. Um, so I don't know, but I, I told him to hit me up because I would love to ask some questions about it. But, That's cool. Yeah, uh, and I'd like to know his insights, Swiss. <laughs> uh, what else? So, so why don't we talk about then what what we actually have coming this fall? Because I sure. I was thinking about that. I mean, obviously, the I think far and away the big hitters are God of War, Ragnarok, and Modern Warfare Two, right? I mean, that, mm -hmm. that's those are the gigantic elephants in the room. Um, but we're also getting Gotham Knights. Mm -hmm. uh, here in a few weeks, we're getting uh, next week. We get Saints Row. Uh, oh we gosh. also get uh, Plague Tale Requiem. Mm -hmm. um, Splatoon Three. <clears throat> Splatoon Three. We get new Pokemon. Those. I know it's usually not our audience, but those are games will be probably sell more than everything else we talk about, other than maybe Call of Duty. Um, uh, Resident Evil expansion. Scorn. Resident Evil Village so, expansion. Yes. Did the Bi Bio Mutants next gen update? Yes. See, Played, uh, uh, I'm getting Chill in Requiem. his head, guys. He I'm getting one. in his head. Bio Mutants. Oh, did we Bio say already? We did. I'm looking at the list of stuff that's coming out and stuff that's not. And it's funny because a lot of the stuff just, I mean, Deliver Us Mars also took a hit uh, out of out of September. That's delayed. Callisto Protocol. Thank you, Eric. Good Lord. So that's December. Yeah. 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 You went far. I was Whoa. thinking. Hot damn. Well, I'm just looking at my fantasy uh, league against the Xbox drive since Sean Capri's in the chat. Um, we have Taxic, Tactics Ogre, which is now on our Fantasy League. Mm -hmm. um, so, second Sean Capri. We got Callisto Protocol, which Sean's like, there's no way that game's coming out. First off, I'm living rent-free in this boy's head. Uh, he said, <laughs> no way Callisto Protocol is getting delayed. I'm going to tell you. I think absolutely that's fool. delayed. There's no that's way. Callisto Protocol? No, it's releasing. No, it's releasing. You think so? Do you yeah. really think yeah. so? Yeah. I feel like we've seen so yeah. little on it. We have Crisis Core Final Fantasy VII Reunion, which is supposed to come out in November. Uh, no, that high actually on, looks good. High on life, Eric said. That's a yeah. There you that go. Cool. Pentiment. Uh, that's from Obsidian, right? That weird game. Yep. Uh, please yep. clap. We have uh, World of Warcraft Dragonflight, which looks super mid. <laughs> Sean, why do you have that? Why do you have that? A, a World of Warcraft expansion that is the Dragonflight again. Sean, come on, G come on, get your head out of the clouds. Well, Fool, foolish. Can we can we go back to the the core behind why I think Callisto's out? Yeah. Is we haven't seen gameplay. When's the right time to see gameplay for a game? If if Wait. Callisto's December, we're August. We see gameplay. We but have like, seen gameplay, like yeah. full, like systematic, like this game is ready type gameplay. Really? Glenn yeah, Schofield did, first... uh, did a fifteen minute demo like two months ago of it. I remember that. I remember the event, but I thought that was vertical. No, That's they did. Vertical. They did a vertical. Then they did a gameplay one. Okay. Yeah. Okay. So, so when's the right time to? We've seen games get right now. We're seeing games that are coming out in two months get delayed. Yeah. Right, like two months out, they're getting delayed. When's the right time to show, announce, prepare for a release dates versus stuff that's you know staying stacked into our fall? I don't know. You got to remember Callisto is December 2nd, right? So it's right at the tail end of the year, it, which means it's also now a month after the hitters we're talking about, right? Modern Warfare 2. Warzone 2 just leaked today, by the way, coming out November 16th. So that'll yep. be coming out right after basically people finish the campaign, get into Modern Warfare 2 multiplayer, and then it's like, boom, here's your Battle Royale expansion. Um, and then uh, God of War Ragnarok's November 9th. You've got Ooh. Evil West November, November 22nd. So D D Callisto, 
they're probably getting all the hype built up now. My get this is my guess is get all the hype built yeah. over the summer, summer game fest, right? Everyone like me and Joe and the horror fans are pumped for this game, right? Then they're gonna just be a little quiet to it until they get much, much closer to launch because they're gonna be overshadowed by these big blockbusters if they try to continue the hype over the next couple months. And I and I think it's in a perfect position where it's right before Dead Space remake. Knock on wood, that actually comes out uh, on time. And it's far away from Ragnarok, where this is going to be a nice, a, a nice, you know, last hit for 2022. So I think it's 100% coming out. It's going to rank way better than World of Warcraft Dragonflight, Sean, you fool. Wait, wait, you guys, you guys. They're in a fantasy league. Yeah, I know. But fantasy fantasy league, league, are you talking about release shit. dates or like uh, Metacritic scores? I don't get like it. Like Metacritic scores. And he he's betting the horse that... Uh, that th- this is going to score high, which like World of Warcraft expansions either score pretty darn well, like high 80s, or score low as shit, like or low ish for like 70s or 80s. Oh. Okay. So I, really, I would, really, am- I would imagine really the number, I, I was going to say, I'd imagine the number of reviewers that do a review on Dragonflight is going to be a lot smaller than something like Callisto or God of War. It's it's a lot of jaded, <laughs> because that audience, man, it's a lot of jaded fans at this point. So, like, World of Warcraft has a lot to prove sure. as Final Fantasy is just eating its lunch. Hopefully, listen, hopefully Dragonflight does what it needs to do and delivers. But I really I really don't think so. The, the lore is in such a terrible, terrible place. I so the, the bet is between the Metacritic score yes. of Callisto versus Dragonflight? Yeah. No, just like all together. Like we have like a oh. list of games. Okay. Sorry. And he's pa- like he's panicking. We're still projected to win, by the way. And actually bigger than than he, he we had this old podcast on Patreon, patreon.com slash PS for you. And he was just like he was just like, oh, we, we're gonna fix it up. We're gonna make it look a little better because we we were winning by projected to win by nine points. Now we're projected to win by 20. So you know what, Sean? Keep those things there. Keep them there. We're good. You're good. You're gonna do great. Callisto's gonna be Idiot. high. Callisto's gonna be very high, I think. Yeah, I think it's funny that we got Bayonetta as well. Do we? and I know the. All I right, know can the I, I got excited. beef with Bayonetta. Go for it. I, well, it's gonna derail this this part. You finish first. Who has no, God no, of no. War? Uh we do. Now they did have Elden Ring. Oh, it did have Elden Ring. That's really the thing that's holding that ship together. But we do have God of War. We have Last of Us remake. Uh, we have Bayonetta. We have Kalisto Protocol. And okay. Tactics Ogre. Right. No, nothing's going to top Elden Ring this year. But I think no. all combined, uh, yeah, it sounds you sound pretty strong. I know. Yeah. <laughs> anyway. I, if I was if I was a Canadian podcaster right now, I'd be pretty nervous. They have those. Yeah, just Sean oh. and a couple of people in igloos. I think. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> most of them anyway. are really good people <laughs> yeah they're, really they're good. too like nice you know they're they're so nice it makes you wonder if they're actually nice no, they're, yeah. they're nice they're i know nice. they're nice i got, I, I I got, got nothing i got nothing and sean has soft hands so you know oh. um <clears throat> and uh, softer lips keep talking okay. luke so don't we, make it yeah. weird keep talking no no make it weird <laughs> the here's a i got a beef with this the bayonetta and I want to call out all the bad parents in the room. Okay. Every single one of you. You Dude, see this? I don't see what my parenting has to do with Bayonetta. <laughs> you see these stupid people. They're like, oh, we're going to take naive angel mode so the parents can play it around their kids. 
This is a woman who's using guns on her feet to slash, murder, slice, and maim creatures, demons, people from all over the realms. We're cool with that. Yep. But don't let anyone see a boob. And I think it's hilarious that people are like, oh, don't see nature. I don't want my kid to know about nature. Oh, you're going to slaughter some folks? No problem. Sure. You're a terrible parent. You're a terrible parent if you're like, yeah, absolutely. Gun that gun that fool down. But if you find out that that's actually a woman under there, mm -mm, mm -mm. <laughs> you're a bad parent. I, just, I don't also, get it. I, I'll <laughs> say that and I'll take the heat for it. And I'm not afraid to. Um, how do those? How are those games getting '90s? Because I've played both of them, and they're just not that hey, great. Two is really good. I liked two. I don't know about '90 yeah. good, but like it was really exactly. high. I, I think it was the mm -hmm. Wii U bump because we were so desperate for a good game on Wii U. Yeah, you know, fair. Oh, like fair. a visually impressive game, oh, I should say. Pl That's Platinum, a fair way to put it. Platinum games doesn't impress me at all, so yeah. I'm the wrong person to talk to. I yeah. think Bayonetta two should impress you. I don't think Platinum games should impress you, but Bayonetta two was special. That one. That game was cool. So my my question for you guys is like, besides God of War Ragnarok, because that that's the easy out. Even besides Callisto, is there any like dark ho horse like this is a game I'm really excited for, you know, coming out this holiday season? <sighs> okay, so really? given all the delays. Oh, Modern by Warfare, the way, how funny is this? I didn't mean to interrupt you, Luke. Yeah, How right. funny is it? We just did this before the show started. We just talked through all the games releasing, and we still didn't mention Skull and Bones. <laughs> <laughs> oh, well, no. Tell, tell them what happened with Skull and Bones, because that's even funnier. <laughs> so before we started, before we hit the go live button tonight, I was joking that I just got the Game Informer with Skull and Bones. I was like, remember this game? And we were laughing because I forgot about it, even though we literally have an interview with the creative director on Season Gaming that Luke did. Yep. that has done very well for the site i still don't remember this game we had that conversation 40 minutes ago and yet we forgot about it again <laughs> I, I did the interview god bless. i forgot <laughs> like, I'm oh you god bless. Uh, chat you tell us chat is skull and bones up there on and, and let's not forget it releases one day before ragnarok uh, if it wasn't one day before ragnarok like a week before maybe i would have i would have checked this game out because i i like pirate stuff and, and so yeah, yeah sure but yeah. Now? The only the only thing to be aware of, too, and I talked to Miles about this when I was on Chatterdays a few weeks ago, is that they, they've been real weird in the way they've displayed this game. But if you watch the 30 minute deep dive or whatever they did on this, you don't actually ever get off your boat. Do you know that there's no yeah. third person running around and doing stuff game? You're on your boat and you can go to ports and there's menus to buy stuff and trade and other stuff. But then you're back on your boat. And if you play in co-op. You each have your own boat. You don't work together as a crew. Interesting. That's Still sounds to cool to me. It, it does sound cool. And that doesn't bother me, Ains. Okay. That bothered me. It, bothers me. it bothered the hell out of me. Because like, to me, if it's like Oregon Trail, but like pirates, okay. See, I, <laughs> I love Assassin's Creed Black Flag, so I'm actually excited by the stuff you just said. So did I. But that's a third-person adventure game where you can go explore and do stuff. Mm -hmm. right. like, well, I'm not excited to play Skull Bones with people. That's the difference. Okay. You know what I mean? Like none of that. That's, that's yeah. But I, and as I wanted to note, uh, in theory, if timelines hold season eight of Sea of Thieves would be around then because they're going back to three months or so. And season seven just came out. So around that time of Skull and Bones will be the next major whatever hit for Sea of Thieves, whatever they choose to do. 
should be in that timeline unless something moves and it certainly could because they did a six month or seven month season six but they were planning to do three ish i believe um and that's interesting in and of itself uh to see those two compete i think yeah and there's some isn't there some other pirate not the stay on pirate games isn't there some <laughs> other pirate game that's like a direct copy of sea of thieves that's coming out like i mean it looks exactly like really? oh yeah it's yeah i i for, i forget what yeah it's one of those you know like yeah it's like it's like um it's like the rc cola you know uh, okay. <laughs> yeah, yeah pretty much yeah here's uh, the thing though i'm really excited for this holiday i think there's a lot of games that i'm pumped mm-hmm. for like i am strangely i don't know if it's not this holiday but <clears throat> i'm strangely amped for saints row like i are you you know i think yeah. a lot of i don't think you're alone joe because i'm the same way and i think a lot of people that's anecdotally i've seen a lot of people say the same thing yeah i heard the delay um, um, today good good Good. Oh, uh, Miles, uh, Miles, did the, uh, <laughs> Miles uh, a real source, actually went to the uh, on-site thing they did for St. Row, and yeah. uh, we talked about it. He said he said he, it was awesome. He had a great time. That's, yeah. that's yeah, that, Joe, that's what I was referencing. It's like people that went to that thing. Who actually played that, it. Yeah. yeah, they were saying the delay served it well. I feel like Skill Up might have said that. Do you think um, it's coming to Game Pass? Do I think Skill or uh, Saints Row is? There's a chance. <laughs> Absolutely, it's coming to Game Pass, just not until after holiday. At day one. All right. No. Um, <laughs> no. Famous Seamus no. uh, what insane executive decided to release Skull and Bones the day before the sequel to one of the best games of last generation? Well, I don't know. Bumped their, bumped whatever the Coke beforehand. <laughs> well, yeah, whatever's happening at Ubisoft, I can't explain it. God bless them. God Ubisoft bless them. is literally like trying to get themselves sold. They're yeah. basically devaluing themselves as we speak. It's It's, it's wild to watch. Yeah, it's sad to watch. Um, but I'm excited for Saints Row because I am a Saints Row fan. And I want them to go back to the kookiness of Saints Row 2 really bad. And it looks like this this is them going to Saints Row 2 a bit. Um, I'm excited for Last of Us Part 1. Oh, yeah, I am. It throws stones at me. The, the, the screenshot of Sam really did sell me. I'm like, all right, I'm amped. I'll go back yeah, into this. I'm sorry. I was trying to look up the Death Stranding thing, but you said what? Excited for what? Uh, Oh, there is a Death Stranding. Uh, Death Stranding apparently is coming to Game Pass PC. I, I saw the yeah, I saw that picture. Yeah, apparently Are we sure that's like, Death Stranding. Uh, I, there have been like side by side pictures of like they just removed Norman Reedus and his okay. fetus, and it's the same <laughs> landscape. Okay, um, cool. which is awesome. More people get to play that game if it's true that's coming to PC. Awesome because honestly that game is phenomenal i love it so very much it's so weird it's my first kojima game and i adore it um but the one that i'm most amped for is plague tale requiem okay really? that's right you like the first one a lot i love the first one it gets I a little too. off the rails at the end but like honestly with that team and the budget that they had with the first one now coming into the sequel probably now bigger team bigger budget more ambition um i i think this is gonna really impress people i think it's gonna really wow people um and i think that's gonna be one of xbox's big pushes since it's day one on game pass but that's what i'm excited for what about y'all my number one game this fall excited for that is releasing is callisto um i am uh (laughs) i am a huge horror game fan uh, this game looks to have quite literally everything I love about horror in it. Uh, Glenn Schofield is an incredibly proven studio director who has made 
it's funny we're talking about modern warfare too i mean this is where glenn Schofield came from um he had a hand in some huge huge titles this studio for some reason when i i, I heard about striking distance who's making this game i thought they were like a 40 person studio they're like 130 people this is not a small studio um mm -hmm. this is going to be an amazing amazing game so i'm pumped for that uh goes without saying i think almost all of us are pumped for god of war uh you know mm -hmm. that that's right up there the other one i would say is um uh, i'm actually incredibly pumped for warzone 2 uh i'm a huge really? battle royale play I, I played the hell out of warzone um i thought it was a really good step in the right direction for battle royale from a call of duty perspective uh, i love PUBG. i'm playing apex again recently so uh i'm really pumped for warzone 2 especially if it's going to be kind of in the the modern warfare realm which it is that warzone mm -hmm. 2 is going to align with modern warfare 2 so it's going to have that type of weaponry and combat and stuff so yeah i'm pumped for that i don't usually get pumped for call of duty but that's um that's definitely up there i'm excited for for uh for modern warfare 2 like really excited because i really liked uh the the reimagined modern warfare me too um and i liked the multiplayer a lot in it so i'm actually really excited for modern warfare 2 and yeah, even for the for the battle royale stuff as well. I think this Call of Duty is going to have our its hooks in us for a lot longer than Vanguard or even like you know, was it Black Cold Ops, War? Cold War. Yeah. yeah, yeah, those games. Yeah, I I joke that I get I get excited for Call of Duty every three to four years. Uh, this is that year, um, and Modern Warfare reboot was really good. So th this game is going to demolish everything this fall. I don't think people truly have a grasp but how, about how big uh, Modern Warfare 2 and Warzone 2 are going to be this fall. It's going to be astronomical. Yeah. And uh, for Kalisto, the, the actors that I've seen thus far, uh, like, you know what? Listen, <laughs> Hogue, I like Josh Dumel. All right? I, think he's, <laughs> I think he's fine. But like, I love Sam Witwer, who was the voice of Maul and the voice of Palpatine, even though he did not like A Last Jedi. He's still getting a ton of work. And the voice of Maul in Solo, A Star Wars Story. So I'm just saying, Hogue, um, you may have wrote a little thesis. That's cute, but uh, you know, I'm a real fan over here. <laughs> I'll uh, put that out for you. <laughs> thank you. I love you, Hogan. Uh And Karen Fudakawa is in it, and she is uh, she plays Kimiko in The Boys. Yeah, she's and she's awesome. fantastic, and I'm in love with her. So yeah, she is all I mean. she's awesome in everything. Um, okay. Yeah, no, that game's gonna be amazing. Uh, the only you know me, I'm I'm just mentioning it because um, if we get whatever the BR or certain affinity mode is for Halo that you know we've heard about, right? Uh, that will obviously be it'll go straight up to the top of my most yeah. played and most wanted but i we don't know what that is yet or when it's coming so i'm uh, uh, I, I was, the, the only one that we haven't mentioned was avatar i think i might be the only one of our group that was really looking forward to that game that means, um, yeah. just in the potential of the of, of what that could be massive you know massive is a good studio and yeah i was anxious to see what they did because i really like the avatar universe um so i was curious about that one but but god of war and then to all the points modern warfare and and um two comments on that one aims that i, I want us to yeah. lead into a comment about how but, how call of duty will impact halo this fall given what we think is happening with halo sure, but for then sure. Also, so this yeah one. yeah yeah that one that's the one thank you yeah so, 
You go ahead. Sorry, sorry. Uh, Sean Capri in the house. Ains, how do you think MW2 will score? I don't know if this relates to your guys' fantasy scoring or not. It does. He has a call of duty. Okay, so he says 87. I I think it'll be up there. I I, I would say I think it'll be up there. I think it'll be high 80s. 87? Are you high and out of your mind, Sean Capri? Modern Warfare, which was a great game, fantastic, one of my favorites, and I think revitalized that series a great deal for so many people. Uh, on open critic, Sean, when you, you when you remove your head out of your ass and you go to start looking at, at the search, 81, 81. So around around 81, 80, 85 probably is the top. Out of your but, mind, 87. I think I, I actually agree with Sean on this one. I think you're going to win based on what you said. But yeah, yeah. I, I'm looking I at the meta, yeah, the Metacritic of of that one was 80. Yep. I think you could do it. I think, yeah. 85. Also, 85 I, is your I, highest. I, yeah. I want to say that he also had Nintendo Sports or whatever the hell that was called. 71. Mario Striker, 72. So, Who's, yeah. Come on. Yeah. You don't bet on Nintendo games unless it's core Mario or Zelda. Yeah. I know. I Listen, you're telling me, though I am rooting for a Splatoon 3 because I love Splatoon. Yeah. And if we lost because Splatoon got a 90 that it deserves, fair. I actually, the Hogue and Travis were trying to talk me into buying Splatoon and playing it. Dude, yes. <laughs> it's so much fun. <laughs> like, it's, it really is a great multiplayer game. It's awesome. Yeah. yeah. I, I, I was actually, for, for this holiday season, I was really excited for Marvel uh, Midnight Suns because really? Firaxis, yeah, Firaxis doesn't know how to make a bad game. I love strategy games, which is kind of like, you know, it's, it's like if tactics, I don't say bro. it, I did well. Tactics like tactics games like XCOM, I appreciate XCOM a lot. I'm not good at those games, but for like Civ, um, you know, like Age of Empires, that type of like Halo Wars, I love those. Um, so Midnight Suns is Marvel IP that I really love with X, you know, with a card system X uh xcom-esque gameplay which i think is great but again just not good at so i'm like okay this could be probably the thing that gets me into those like more tactics based games because i love i think the thing that i love about midnight sun so much isn't just because it's marvel and i'm a stand for them uh but it reminds me of 90s marvel like the 90s wolverine right like the 90s um you know uh um like spider-man and all that stuff so mm-hmm. for me that's what i'm actually excited about is to get that like grittiness that the 90s had i remember having like you know binders full of like marvel comic you know like collectible cards and seeing the venom and like that venom in midnight suns is like just just like that holographic card i had so like that's mm-hmm. what i'm that's what i'm i'm hoping to see out of midnight suns and that's why i was actually a little bum that it, it it didn't come out this year because it was shaping up from what i from what i've read now from what i've heard from any inside source <laughs> that it was a great time that people were having with it so yeah mm. I, um i tried to get excited for midnight sounds i couldn't how dare you <laughs> lucius asks uh do we see the no russian mission in the new modern warfare 2 and you guys may have to help me because i do not remember that campaign almost at all I played it at launch in what 2009 and I have no Russian 
no Russian is the mission where you mow down unarmed civilians in, in order airport. to generate fear. Um, yeah, you okay. absolutely should see no Russian in in my. I I'm fully on board. Oh, with the, the idea airport. That you see yeah, it. yeah. You need those moments as a catalyst for yeah your hero's journey. Um, I didn't think it was. I mean, looking back, no Russian was a really good lesson. It was mm. good for perspective. And it was important uh, for the gaming industry to kind of have that moment. But in the moment when it was happening, I wasn't sure because of the political climate then. And that's that's what time and new things afford you. But and, and that's that's the thing. I, first off, I don't think we're going to get like a one to one. No Russian. No, no I think you're going to get something similar. Right. Um, because these are one to one stories. But what I will say. I'm very curious how they're going to balance this story because of the current political climate that is like, you know, Russia and Ukraine right now, you know, do mm -hmm. we see them pull punches or not pull punches because of, of what's going on over there? That's what I'm actually really curious about is, is how they, they juggle that stuff. So, um, um so Eric uh, Game Positive says Modern Warfare 2 is a different story. It's not a remaster. So while you guys were talking, let's quickly look at this up. And uh, yeah, it confirms it says uh, this game is a sequel to the 2019 Correct. game, not a remake of the 2009 game. Correct. Yeah, we already had the remake of the 2009. Yeah, and but, the remastered. Yeah. But I think Joe and I interpreted the question of if this is kind of a... Will it have on, that moment? Right. Yeah. This is a modern take on Modern Warfare. And that's yeah. what the 2019 version did. Yeah, and it was great. But I will say, Call of Duty also does. I didn't play Vanguard, um, but in the previous Call of Duties that I've all, all ones that I've played, they have like warnings, especially since No Russian. They have like little warnings. Hey, this has this. You know, sure. you can skip these things. You can opt out of this this element that. Um, mm -hmm. And I think a No Russian experience is very important in this Call of Duty for it to to truly capture the same. Uh, level of emphasis because I believe I I believe quite seriously that this 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 one could be in the high 80s on Metacritic. This one could really shift the perspective on Call of Duty. Everybody loves a comeback story. Vanguard disappointed. Activision disappointed. Things are looking like they're getting better on all the fronts. That's going to have two some weeks, bias Xbox in the media. Is going to officially buy Activision. <laughs> you have an inside source. I do indeed, <laughs> and it is a. You have a fake lawyer user. on your show to help you with it. <laughs> is he still saying he's a lawyer that's cute God, I hate that. oh, uh, oh, man. he's so stupid uh you know i'm not I'm biased not... every thumbnail bias what are you doing <laughs> yeah this is inside um, baseball yes yes it is uh i'm sorry i was trying to read i was reading famous seamus's last comment about the games he's excited for and it made me realize we forgot a few so yeah. uh Splatoon 3 we did mention. I we totally mm -hmm. forgot about Mario and Rabbids. Um Sparks of Hope. First okay. game was really good. Uh the second game it looks not to be more of the same but to really expand upon it. So that's probably like that rare Nintendo game I get super hyped for cuz I'm usually not. Um but I'm yeah. very excited for that. I forgot about it. Luke, I can't believe you didn't mention Gotham Knights. I did. Um, I literally did. Did you? Maybe I yeah. just blanked that game out of my memory mm -hmm. because it doesn't look good. The one that I didn't mention was Calabunga Collection because I think of that as summer, not fall. Fair. Yeah. Okay. That's that might fair. be that. That's that's the reasoning. Um, and Pokemon, we we said of course. Mm -hmm. Um, which which I know if you're a Pokemon fan, uh, those games are supposed to be amazing. 
Why, why does I, Sean keeps asking me whatever game is going to score on Open Critic? I don't know. He, again, I'm living this episode's in his, been hijacked. His yeah, this episode's been hijacked by their fantasy league. Yeah, it really has. Uh, Mario plus rabbits. I think is the only game on your fantasy that's on Open it, it'll Critic score that's going to score high. It'll yeah, score that's high. on his his fantasy league. That's the only okay. one I'm truly concerned about. The rest, Call of Duty '87. <laughs> um, I think Gotham Knights okay. high. By the way, I think Gotham Knights is mid seventies. Yes, I agree with oh, that. Yeah, seven. Seven, I think yeah. it's a seven game. Uh, Bass Digi says, I'm excited for Thymesia, which um, uh, if you today, haven't right? picked. Uh, no, it's not. Uh, no, maybe two I days. Don't know the, two days. Yeah, they ended this oh. week. Um, but the reviews came out today. Our review came out today. So if you haven't checked that out, definitely check that out. Good. Uh, yes, because I saw gameplay of this one. Uh, so Elu reviewed it. Elu is a massive From Software fan. He's the mm-hmm. one who has like 600 hours in Elden Ring already. Um, he loves Sekiro. He loves Bloodborne. He loves all those games. He said this is really good. He said um, it's not as deep as the From games, obviously, but he said mm-hmm. the combat is second only to Sekiro. He said it's really, really good. He gave it a seven oh, and a half. He gave it a like, seven and a half on our score. Like, like combat all game. From software games? It's a Souls-like game. Right, right, right. But he's yeah. saying like combat's even better like than an Elden Ring or a Bloodborne. Like I, th- I think from Sekiro. a like a um like a, it's very uh, action focused. So it's not going to okay. be like a Souls game. It'd be more in the Bloodborne and Sekiro range. Sekiro, but, I think it's right, right. I think it's a a faster game than Bloodborne, more action focused. So anyway, he he was uh-huh. telling me he really liked it. Um, like I said, it's not going to be that nine blockbuster, but um, for a, a small studio, it's supposed to be really good. Um, Honestly, I've been thinking about it more and more. I think, like for me, Bloodborne, Elden Ring, and Sekiro are like the Father, Son, Holy Ghost to me <laughs> to my bloodborne or to my like from software stuff like i really love those three games like, it's always, I, I, th- I think they're perfect it's always funny to uh hear the top three for from fans because mine would be elden ring and bloodborne i share with you but then it's souls three yeah fair. well souls souls three is second so it's elden ring souls three bloodborne for me yeah, I think um, Elden ring and the rest aren't that good <laughs> <laughs> okay luke uh by the way uh save the game media our friends over there he said as, as, does sg contribute to open critic yep in fact uh thymesia went up today it was our 95th review on there so we're mm-hmm. almost at 100 which is if you actually think about that one by one that's a lot of reviews we put on open critic i think you can make some money here though ains he's talking about maybe skewing it to help this fantasy league see that oh you know my my paypal is always open so just dm me see again, to get another poly it live here <laughs> <laughs> we're seeing it live here folks John Capri, collusion just, there's collusion collusion um yeah. where, where where were we going you wanted so I, about I, 10 yeah. minutes ago to lead into yeah. yeah yes i do want to lead into something modern warfare set to come out in october and then have its Warzone 2 a few weeks later which is a great thing to do by the way it's great marketing i'm gonna derail you again oh thank you okay yeah you're welcome uh today they announced if you pre-order digitally you get the access to the campaign a week early. A week early. Mm. I don't like that at all. I don't know about you guys. Like that. or... That's a that's no. a that's not cool. It's yeah. cool, but but it's not a good practice. You know what I mean? Like it's cool if you're the kid and you're like, I prefer I'm playing early, but like yep. who's benefiting from that? That's strictly marketing. That's oh, it's strictly strict, a marketing. Yeah, it's a mo- it's a money play, one hundred percent. Yeah. Yeah. Um I don't like that. That's a bummer. Yeah, it's annoying, especially for someone like me who collects steelbooks, because GameStop has the exclusive steelbook, which is awesome. Um, but now, oh, let me see like, how that looks like, oh, you're gonna want it. 
Um, but if you want to play the campaign, which I do, um, I either have to get a code, which I could, but I'm not reviewing it, or, um, you know, play just wait a week, which is still. But I think me. waiting a week's okay for this type of game. This isn't. Oh, I agree. It doesn't, war, it, you know what I mean? It doesn't bother me that I'm not going to play it till a week later. It bothers me mm-hmm. the concept of it. I agree with that. I think I think that's a good point. Um, Life of P we left out. That's an interesting title. Bast uh, DG looks awesome. I'm so excited, Bast DG for Life of P. Uh, that will be Wait, is at, that actually coming out this year? There's no release date yet, but it will be oh. at uh, Gamescom next week. It's part of Xbox's show. So Xbox is at Gamescom next week, and Lies of P is on their list of games they're going to show. If you didn't know nice. that, I don't know if everyone knew that or not. I don't know that. They need their own Bloodborne, so here it is. It'd probably be better. I mean, let's be honest. Oh, this is a good steel book. Yeah. Is it oh, the, the two book. with the uh, ghost's face? Mm-hmm. It, no, it's just the, the main operator's face, the skull face. Isn't that ghost? Yeah, it's ghost. ghost. Yeah, I'm sorry. Yeah. Yeah. Damn. But Shit, no, no, it doesn't have the two. Is It doesn't have the logo. It's just. Oh, gotcha. You know what I mean? It's just the face. Uh, yeah, Xbox got the marketing to Liza P. So uh, hopefully we get a release date next week for Liza P. And if it does come out this year, that will definitely be move up on my list of uh, most wanted too. So Luke, how about that transition, man? Oh yes, no good, good transit or a good uh, <laughs> topic. I liked it. That was a good thing to bring up. Um, well, so the idea of you have Modern Warfare coming out in October, mid October, so mid to late October, I think. Twenty eighth. Twenty eighth. Okay. 28. Late October. And then two weeks later, which is a great amount of time distance from the, the campaign and multiplayer release, you've got Warzone 2, in theory, if those leaks hold. To yep. me, that's a great timeline to really let Call of Duty come back into its own if the game delivers. The great. concern, if you would call it that, that I have is, as Halo fans, we're really anxious to see what the next stage of Halo Infinite is because it launched so well, and it really has gotten a deserved beating for its lack of content so much so that even joseph staten has very clearly acknowledged very plainly saying like our fans are unhappy we are we are purposely slowing down our content to make sure our team is healthy they're a desperate need of of an injection uh, of new player bases and, and interest in the franchise and i think you very much have that potential when you have uh campaign co-ops official launch forge mode and season three coupled with the possibility of Project Tatanka, which has never been confirmed uh, by official sources. And Tatanka, for anyone that's unsure, is the the Battle Royale concept variation that could have made its way into other modes, by the way. But you Mm. have the potential for Halo to deliver pretty heavily. You could do it on the anniversary of the multiplayer reveal. You could do it on the anniversary of Halo itself. You could do it on the anniversary of Halo Infinite campaign launch in early December. But... Call of Duty will be occupying a number of headlines, and it very much seems like the media is on board with it this time. And so I'm curious to see how that impacts any potential revival for Halo Infinite and the interest uh, in that in that game, in the franchise, in the Slipspace engine, in whatever it is that Infinite brings to the table, because people are ready for Call of Duty to have its comeback. And I'm going to go where I'm having the most fun probably play both but like i'm gonna have a favorite of the of the two joe you, we know very clearly our friend group's gonna choose one kind of yeah. unceremoniously and that's what we're gonna play the, mo- the majority of the time well uh, i want to just shout out first and foremost the gold skin that's in the halo shop right now oh it's, cool. it's, oh that was it, last week. it was last week but so good i bought so the good. mess of it. and they did good because they gave it to you on every single core 
Mm-hmm. Which got it on remember, my Ghost of Tsushima armor. I love it. <laughs> remember that uh, the one thing just to mention on that because I'm too in the weeds on Halo as it is. Cross core is coming. So cross core is where three four three is updating it so that skins and and helmets and everything is usable across all the cores in the game. So they already yeah. released where visors are usable now. You can mix and match helmets and attachments to some degree right now. But if you buy a skin now that's only available on one, it will work on everything in the future. So, really, that's good. That's, that's good. good to know. That's yeah, good to know. yeah. Like if you go now, like and say, no matter what core or helmet you use, right? When you go to your visor colors, you know the, yeah. the colors. It's every one you own now. You can use any good. of them. So Wait, if uh, I buy one now, that's going to apply later on yep. when they do this. Good to yep. know. Okay. Yep. Good. Um, so it should be. Yeah. So I think. Um, this kind of builds onto a bigger topic, which we started to talk about prior to going live, right? Which is, uh, which a few of us have mentioned. I think we mentioned on BitCast before, and uh, I know Travis and I were talking about, which is you've got PlayStation driving towards live service. We talked about that, you know, last month or whenever we did on here, right? Yeah. You've got other companies, plenty of other companies investing big money into live service titles. You've got the Fortnites, the Apexes, the Warzones of the world, which are already huge. Uh, obviously, Halo's gone that way. There's plenty of other titles moving that way. So uh, Destiny is another good one, right? It begs the question of there's only so much room for live service titles. Like if you think about what you play actively and dedicate your time to, we were talking before the show that for me, my number one would be Halo. I don't think that's a surprise to anyone listening at Season Gaming here. Uh, I think the number one for Joe and Luke, correct me if I'm wrong, guys, is right now at least Sea of Thieves. Yeah. Right? Playing okay. a lot of sea of Thieves. Yeah, yep. so Sea of Thieves, right? And, and once you're like a live service game, if it's delivering well, right? Um, it, it keeps you engaged. It's all about engagement and continual engagement, right? And so when you find yourself dedicating time to one of these, um, you really can only dedicate yourself to one or two of them at max. Sure, there's probably people who play more than that, but I mean, realistically. So what we're looking at is a fall where you're going to have Fortnite's just, I don't think Fortnite ever dies at this point. I think Fortnite's just going to, that it's its own conversation. You see how much right? money they're printing right now off the Dragon Ball <laughs> Z so stuff? Bad. Like it's if you, I, I look at the Xbox most played list every week, like because it you know it shifts. Uh, mm-hmm. Fortnite's number one, always, forever. Like forget about it. Um, but Warzone's always up there. Like even from what I understand of the Call of Duty community, Warzone has uh, kind of faded in the sense of it's had a lot of updates which have been poor and people moved off of it. Yet yeah. it's still in the top ten to fifteen played every week. Um, so imagine when Warzone 2 hits with Modern Warfare 2, it's going to be massive, right? It's going to be uh, absolutely massive, yeah. Yeah, Apex Legends with season 14 that just came out last week, it has broke its concurrent player record on Steam, so it is more popular than it has ever been as well. It's also in the top three or four games on Xbox, I know, because I see that every week. So, anyway, the conversation is to your question, Luke, is 343 has delivered. We've talked about this ad nauseum here, so we'll keep the, the core of it quick, but fantastic core experience right mm-hmm. they're not in a place where they're delivering consistently at a cadence that they need to for live service mm-hmm. can they get to that point and this is the question we talked about last time by the end of the year season three is set to debut funny enough i think the first week of november mm-hmm. which means right around when god of war is hitting for playstation not that those two titles are similar of course in um, the midst of call of duty call of duty as well right so <clears throat> season three hits in my opinion, what they would need to do, right, is by then campaign co-op should be out. So that'll be behind them, right? Mm-hmm. Um, release Forge in the beta. That's the plan is that Forge comes with uh, season three. 
So you get forged into the hands of everyone as it sits, you know, at that period of time, a few months from now. But they have to come out and have a better roadmap cadence leading into 2023, right? They they can't, I mean, they can. I don't think they should have a six-month season for season three, right? They need to come out at season three, say, here's our new battle pass. Here's the updates we're making to it. We've heard you. Here's more cross-core stuff. We're going to do more events over the course of the season. We're going to release more maps over the course of the season. And the season, you know, season four, whatever it ends up being, will be here by February, right? That'll be three months. Mm -hmm. And they need to get into that three-month cadence. Uh, Certain Affinity, assuming all the rumors are true, and if they're going to release this fall, whatever it looks like, my opinion would be you don't even announce this until it is in a state Mm -hmm. that you believe can go toe-to-toe with Apex and Warzone 2. Um, mm-hmm. I think if you release this Battle Royale in a beta or phase stage where it's light on content or it's light on dynamics or gameplay mm-hmm. um, and you don't have the proper kind of uh, battle pass, uh, cosmetic upgrades, whatever the systems it has at place, right? Mm-hmm. They have to be ready to go on day one. I don't think you launch a Battle Royale against Warzone 2 and Apex and Fortnite for that matter, even though it sits out there by itself uh, without being ready to go. I just drop it, drop it, do that. Drop to drop the battle royale mid to late January, uh, where your pasture, your your hype of Warzone 2 and whatever Fortnite Apex response is. Fortnite can respond quickly, it's shown that it does that. Apex does not respond quickly, um, but Fortnite does. However, when Halo Infinite launches, whatever it's going to do, they, they have routinely seen spikes when they do things with Twitch drops. And sometimes what game? I'm sorry, Infinite. Oh yeah, Infinite. Yeah, yeah. Um, and and really oh. Microsoft games like Sea of Thieves as well. Twitch drops are hugely important, hugely important to raising interest in things. People will get people will log in and look and watch and whatnot. And I hope that whenever Microsoft does this, because they've got a mixed track record of supporting the launch of something, and I cite the incredible Hot Wheels expansion that got zero love for Microsoft. You need Twitch drops. You need Twitch drops. You need everything to show, to bring eyes to your game. The other thing I forgot, Luke, uh, which ties into that. You made me remember, which I can't believe I forgot of all people. The Halo World Championship is in October. I'm going to it in Seattle, yeah. for God's sakes, and I forgot about it. Uh, I booked my flight this morning. That's not even a joke. Like that's Congrats, my man. my mind is going. Um, but the Halo World Championship. So if you follow HCS, you may not know this, but one HCS is huge. Like championship series are big for the competitive side of the game, right? Rocket League's is huge. Fortnite's was huge. Call of Duty's is huge, et cetera, et cetera. Halos is actually very well received. Most people don't realize that the numbers that HES sees online right now are about double what they were with the last uh, championship seasons in 2017, 2018. So it's done very well. But season two starts at the end of the year as well. So right around when season three of the normal multiplayer is coming out, the world championship will have finished and HCS season two, which they're already roadmapping, is beginning. So they have to figure out how to tie all this together and I think that's where sometimes they do it really well. Sometimes they don't. Um, so I, I, I don't know. I, you know me. I, I've I've said before that the next six months are critical. The tail end of this year, we'll know a lot better where where um what do you call it? Where Halo sits. You know, um, I'm not optimistic. Uh, 
Forge looks incredible. I'm not taking anything away from that. But also things that you do in dreams are incredible. Like that Elden Ring thing we we saw. Uh someone made like a landscape of of Elden Ring that in dreams. Cool. That's neat. That's neat. But that's I, not I I don't know how much that's driving folks to go play that. It in regards to like Halo, not to say it's one to one or whatever, but think about it like this. There are some really impressive creations in that Forge thing, but you are then now playing the hotness that is Call of Duty, and let's just say it is hitting its, you know, what it's meant to do, Call of Duty, with, you know, uh, its multiplayer, with its Warzone, to try to match that hype going, hey, look at there's 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 this Forge mode. I don't know if that's the thing that's going to get people for switching back from call of duty to halo i don't know if that's it i think halo and i hope the fans are comfortable of it being bigger than it once was but still not being like apex or call of duty levels of of big i don't know if like <sighs> for forge is good i know what you're saying about forge but yeah. forge is going to be really good for custom games Sure. And it's going to be really good for bringing eyes to the franchise and showcasing the engine, at least based on everything we've seen so far. But you're right. Yeah. That is not something that like none of us are going to build level. I don't care about any of that. I want to play the video game. And hey, it's well, not that's... a new idea. Sorry, Luke. Go ahead. I'm sorry. It's it's not a new idea. But mm-hmm. when that battle royale is ready, if it's real, which we all at this point, I think, are seeming to take it as it's real. But like when it's ready. It needs to just drop. No announcements, no anything. Just drop, Twitch drops, boom, here it is. And let it happen. Because otherwise you run the risk of becoming a, what was it, Battlefield Firestorm? Where you have this, like, (laughs) you know, like, Battlefield Cool Engine, but, like, it was how we tried, we worked really hard on it. Here we go, here we go, here we go. And not as good as Warzone. And it was, don't forget that Firestorm was behind a paywall to you to own the game. Yeah, and, and Battlefield how... Five wasn't great, so no. yeah, it needs to be it needs to be its own thing. You might even launch that in its own client, yeah. uh, if you could like like have an option. Oh, it has to, to be has to, to be. yeah have an option to have its own client. I would I'd rather it all be in one menu for myself, but like whatever it is, just drop it, link it to Twitch drops for uh, several weeks, put out a good battle pass, make a lot of stuff free. If you've paid for the battle pass in. Uh, halo season anything you get the first battle pass free you need people in this thing to showcase the gameplay because the gameplay is top notch and you guys know we played a lot of apex at one point um played a lot of fortnite no build mode fortnite build mode played a lot of warzone actually now that i'm saying that the only (laughs) one we never really touched was PUBG. um that's right how dare you good it wasn't that good good. see look here we go we didn't play it it's not that good Oh Stop playing! No, 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 no. This is what no, I was we trying to talk. a bit enough today. to say that, we like, the, the, enough to say I don't need to do this yeah. anymore. There's better options. The inventory system is garbo. Like that Call of Duty inventory system is beautiful. I'm um, literally drafting an article right now, Joe, about why, like, how much time you should spend in a game if mm. it's not fun for you. And I haven't, I, I have not decided on my final thesis thoughts, and I don't, I don't even know if sure. I'm going to finish it soon because work is so crazy. But like. <laughs> I'm not going to, like, why do I want to play something that's mediocre next to something that's incredible? Right? Pompa's yeah. right. Warzone's better than PUBG. 
I don't even play Warzone that much anymore, but it's better than PUBG. Or at least it was. Yeah. I haven't played PUBG recently. But I'm saying I'm not going to stay in a game that is lackluster. Dude, that game looked like a 2006 PC game when it was on my Xbox One X, and people were like, right. "Bro, look at the Xbox Power of the One X. Here we go." PUBG look at the look, water, guys. Look at Brendan, he's player unknown, and it was guys, like, "Guys, look at the water." This Arma Two. What is this? Get over. They have the Joker in it. So that was like, the weirdest crossover ever. <laughs> Remember, it was like the bad Joker too. It was the bad Joker. Yeah, yeah and it has Harley Quinn. You still see here in the games um so forge i the only thing i would say about what you guys said about forge is what it does do right is it drives a big portion of the core halo community which is already the core halo community so that's not bringing new players in but they create a lot of content off it in today's world youtube videos streams etc those add up so for instance when people are playing custom games wild custom games or they're for or they're forging right and they're streaming that that builds up to your stream audience which moves you up on twitch which moves people getting eyes on halo it all ties together, right? But yeah. it has to. There's rumors that Forge will not launch, just rumors, with a custom game browser, which is where the long term is. So, like when you go to your multiplayer in Halo, you can play your four on fours, your big team battles, you can play ranked, or you can play uh, look through custom game browser. So, you can match make into custom games. That's when, that's when it starts to get more important because then the community can sustain itself. So, that's, uh, yeah. that, that's actually important. As for um, as for the uh, Tatanka mode or whatever, you know, the Battle Royale for Halo, whatever it is, um, I kind of already said my piece on it. But the only thing to imagine, right, in my head, what I'm imagining, the rumor is that keep in mind, they already have the foundation for the, the, the first map on Zeta Halo. That's where the campaign is, right? Mm. So you have this huge world that you can pull from. And the rumor was that in a Battle Royale, all the locations, as you know, the drop zones are, you know, named, right? Is that they were going to be built around classic Halo maps. So one section of the Zeta Halo running would be Blood Gulch. Blood and Gulch, one section yeah. would be Lockout. And one section would be X and Last Resort and all these things spread across the map. Mm -hmm. Which, if you combine that with Halo gameplay, infinite gameplay, the vehicle sandbox, the weapon sandbox from like Fiesta, right? Mm -hmm. And finding stuff like that. It's all there. Mm -hmm. <laughs> like the pieces are all there but you have to put it together and you have to give people a reason to keep engagement high that's where halo traditionally hasn't been good the skill gap pompa and i talk about this all the time the skill gap and the competitiveness is what keep players like me and him playing it right but the fortnite the apexes those games apex has its own skill gap so that's a different conversation but their battle passes are in, battle passes are intuitive they have constant updates to skins and cosmetics. They make you kind of want to engage to get new things and unlock them. And sure. 343 hasn't been good at that yet. No, absolutely not. Hey, you also talked before the show about like more of these live service games. Because I think you, you mentioned there was a Paul Tassie article saying we need more live service games and and all that. Would you like to dive into that a little bit before we head on out of here? Yeah, I didn't. I didn't uh, get all the details. I know that Paul wrote an article about uh, there needs to be more live service, which I don't know why you'd say that when we already know there's tons of more live service coming. Uh, Hope... He covers. He covers them. Okay, <laughs> just okay. to throw that out there, that's like his bread and butter. Covers. All oh no, I know, I know, but I mean, like, okay. it's, it's not that. Never mind. Uh, and then I know Hogue did a video saying like, no, not everything has to be live service. And oh, I think the real lawyer. Just... <laughs> there's. <laughs> 
<laughs> you know, sometimes he gets DMs from other people who think they're lawyers asking him lawyer questions so they can sound intelligent. Isn't that crazy? No way. Would you like to oh, name man. drop him? <laughs> <laughs> um, you don't want to get too saucy for that. I get it. No, no, no. <laughs> That's fair. Uh, you don't, it, it, too much sauce is overwhelming. I get it, Ains. No, it's cool. Drink your cup. Well, oh, we're all drinking cups. Pretend like we're not saying this. Yeah. So, <sighs> um, so anyway, live service titles. Um, damn yeah. it. Got me all off track now. Um, fire. <laughs> I, forget I literally forget what I was going to say. I'm totally lost. So Paul oh, Fassi wrote an oh. article about live services. Hogue made a video. <laughs> so I think anyway, that uh, I think the point is, is that there, there is a, um, kind of a, a peak or a breaking point to where uh, there will be live service titles that release, right? We've kind of talked about this with PlayStation talking about they want to have 12 live service titles. And I guess the question is, if there are, I'm just making this up, of course, but if there's 50 live service titles, big budget live service, I'm not talking about smaller games, but the the Apex is the Fortnite, the ones we keep mentioning, right? How big of the player base within the gaming community, and we know that's growing year over year as well, but how many can it support realistically? Uh, because a good live service title, again, the games we've mentioned, Destiny's, Warzone's, uh, Halo, etc., Fortnite, they cost a lot of money and a lot of development time to uh, maintain, right? And the good ones make a ton of money, billions of dollars. But we've seen plenty of other games come and go that have tried to do this and fail. Um and I just think that there's going to be, over the next several years, a laundry list of developers and games that try to kind of make it big with a live service title and fail. And I, it's going to be an, an interesting uh, few years within the gaming industry to watch that manifest itself, in my opinion. Yeah, no, I think, I, you know, when when PlayStation's like, we want to have 10 live service games by 2026 or whatever, you know, I always say it on the trophy room of like, they want 10 but how many of those are we expecting to hit like i think they're lucky if they get one or two of those games to be you know those um pretty much you know, money farms right like i think the last of us uh multiplayer thing whatever that that comes to be i think that actually has the best chance for them but like twisted metal is that really gonna be a big you know I hope so. A, a big thing for them? I don't know. Like, truthfully, I don't know. Um, I would like it to be as well, but I don't know. Uh, no, so that's what I'm thinking. Is like a, 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 I think you're right, Ains. I think a lot of companies are going to try. I think a lot of companies are going to fail. And I think a lot of developers are going to be hurt by this as well. Yeah. You, you just see a lot of them like... I mean, you know, take a look at like Fortnite. Everything's been kind of Fortnite at five. You know, we were taking a look at Rumbleverse, which I hear good things. But in our private chat, you're like, look at this menu. It's pretty much just like Fortnite, <laughs> right? Like there's so many games that are just trying to either copy pieces of it or trying to understand what works in it and bring it into their games, whether it's art style or what have you. So, yeah, I don't know. Yeah, I think uh, this is a little... So let me... Uh, uh, sorry, I had two thoughts in my head. So there's, there's something I want to add to what you just said, uh, Joe. But Lucius was asking about, does Halo try and do like its own kind of client and things so that they can do a mobile version of whatever Halo's VR is? 
Um, I think you may see that down the line. The reason he asked that is he's right. Call if you didn't know this, that Call of Duty Mobile and PUBG Mobile are massive, massive, massive games. Sure. They, they both make over a billion dollars a year, just the mobile versions. Um, yeah. So there uh it, it obviously financially makes sense to go there. In my opinion, 343 obviously has to deliver the core battle royale experience and make that excellent and and sticky to customers yeah. uh before they try to go mobile um to your point joe uh as you were talking i was i pulled up the most played on xbox which i said i looked at all the time uh funny enough fortnite's number one we it always is just start sure. at number two uh modern warfare is number two the 2019 yeah. modern warfare this week is number two probably because of the hype for modern warfare too like we said apex is now up to number three Grand Theft Auto 5 is always up there, number four. Roblox is always up there, number five. Fall Guys, Rainbow Six Siege, Minecraft, Destiny. Um, Forza Horizon 5 still in there, Rocket League. These are all always in the top 10. And my point Shout being out to is, Multiverses, by the way. Yeah, Multiverses is number nine right now. Awesome. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> and then uh, Cold War, Dead by Daylight, Red Dead 2, Halo's right there. Halo's number. Halo's always in the top 20. People think, you know, people say Halo's dead always in the top 20 played um well, xbox is also dead <laughs> that's right sony <laughs> said a mean thing and i think we need to make that the thumbnail of this video so <laughs> sony said a mean thing in brazil it's true it's true but the point is is that if you look at the top 20 games played it's the successful live service games that are the top 20 played you'll see a, a single player game or something jump in here briefly and then disappear right and when you have the template for all these games that are making billions of dollars, of course, the industry is going to drive towards it. I just think we're probably going to, I don't know, I, I get concerned that we're going to have too much focus on live service over the next few years. A lot of it's going to be God delivered poorly. Eating shit, guys. It, yeah. It, it's, it's, it's below Farming Simulator 2022 right now. Huh. Oh, my. Um. So the uh, anyway, I just think that, uh, you know, you focus too much on live service. Um, you're going it, to it's there's probably at least some of those that could have gone a better direction if they had focused yeah. development resources elsewhere. But the gaming industry is a, is a trendy industry. I mean, it's going to follow the money. It's going to follow the players like most things. So didn't Rockstar mm -hmm. shut down Red Dead, Red Dead Online? Red or Dead Online. Practically. Is, it, it's. All, all it's kind of it's like anthem it's all still there they're just not adding to it anymore and i've seen a lot of games shut down services games that haven't been out very long and i don't even just mean like marcus leto's disintegration i'm talking like bigger games yeah have, have just tried to have online components multiplayer components live service elements etc etc there was the dodgeball one that was there for a little bit and really exciting for a bit knockout like, city right yeah a lot of those things are happening but the costs for servers are high. And if your game is big budget and you're not seeing uh, ROI or return of investment on them, oh. then yeah, oh, insider knowledge, uh, then keeping it online just isn't practical. When we, And we're now seeing, I think, a trend where as many games are coming out that are live service, we're also seeing a push towards single player, a push towards being you know, clarifications on things. Gotham Knights is not live service. I often say that it is based on the nature of what they tell me, but I keep getting consistently people are like, no, not live service, not live service, because it's a functionally different game. But the cost mm -hmm. of keeping those servers open demands that you have a high player count or an actively engaged and spending player count. 
Yeah. And, and and otherwise it's just not not realistic. And so I think I think you're gonna see kind of the pendulum effect of after this next phase where you're seeing a lot more single player stuff. Uh not in lieu of, but next to because sometimes some not every company can make a an online everything. Like cow good example. I'm sorry, I'm going on with this one, but yeah. like Cowbunga Collection, 13 retro ninja turtle titles. So excited for them. They're adding online elements and components for multiplayer. For, for several of them. What's the yeah. demand on that? What's the real demand on that? Not like me being salty, but what's the real demand on it? I don't think it's that high. It's a nostalgia I mean, let's, play. It's yeah, what? I mean, nostalgia play, but like... It's, it's a nostalgia play because you're trying to recreate couch co-op with online, which people yeah. always, to your... I know where you're going, I think, Luke, tell me, but people always demand that. Like, they want to play these 2D... Like, Cuphead never got online co-op. Like I always wanted to play it, but if we're being realistic, I probably would have played it for an hour or two and then never played it again. Right. Uh, which I think is what's going to happen with turtles. You're going to have a handful of people that jump in with friends. We post clips for a week or two and then that's it. Yeah. I mean, exactly. I, I also think like of EA right now where, you know, they tried the live service stuff with Anthem It'll, they'll definitely try it again but like look at how many games that they now have where you you have games like jedi survivor you have games like you know skate i think is is something that's going to be somewhat live servicey for them but like i think it's it's taking a look at you know what what setting out realistic goals for each you know team out there like i think EA has plans for skate, but I don't think they think that skate's going to be the thing that dethrones Fortnite. Whereas, you know, you're seeing them go, okay, there's demand here for dead space. Let's bring dead space back. Let's remake it from the ground up. Let's not just try to throw a dead space somehow multiplayer thing uh, in here. Like we did with, you know, dead space too. So like, and even some of their projects that, are rumored like an Iron Man game or a Black Panther game. Doubt those games are going to be live service, knock on some type of wood. So I think, yeah, it works for some. I think the ones that do have those live service elements talk again about EA. You know, I think you're going to have one or two of those games in your library that kind of keep those single player games coming. So like your Apex, your FIFA, your Madden's, are probably keeping those games like Dead Space and whatever Hazelight does, you know, uh, 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 running for them to go and do those creative things, whether it's with license or their original IP. I think that's the game plan with, you know, Sony as well when we talk about, you know, the Destiny play. And I think that's the major play with Microsoft right now when we're talking about Halo, we're talking about Call of Duty, we're talking about, you know, Sea of Thieves, we're talking about World of Warcraft, all these things, MMOs, whatever have you. And then you get games like Pentiment, <laughs> right? Like, you yeah. get, you know, you get these weird quirky things out of them. So I think the live, it's not that we need more of them, I think we need a, a, a balance of them. Mm -hmm. And I think what Paul is kind of probably you know, like signal flaring in the sky is more are coming. Expect a whole lot. Yeah. Yeah. I think that's fair. I Expect mean, too much. I think like anything else, right? The developer, the, the players will drive the industry because yep. they're going to dictate to the developers what they enjoy. Uh, and they've done that for 
what three to five years now with the Fortnites and apex is the games we keep mentioning um and so that's where we're going to see more drive uh whether or not you know games can reach that level is another question but if nothing else you will find uh probably more that you enjoy and i think as we always say even though we've been talking about kind of this broader conversation the thing that we always say here and on this channel and your guys' shows is that it's never been a better time to be a gamer because even though it may sound like we're being or maybe just me a little negative on a future of live service to joe's point if you look at like playstation for example they're still investing more into single player than they ever have before what they call um traditional titles that's the word they use uh xbox is doing the same uh we know look at all the big major single player games xbox has coming um so i think no matter what you like it's going to be a fantastic time um I just think that games are getting so expensive to develop, as we know, and so challenging to develop. And there's so much the expectations for what a game delivers and how it delivers it continue to grow. Right. As we get these bigger and better experiences, um, there there are going to be some developers and companies and other things left in the dust as per as per usual. Yeah, I wonder if there's going to be a tipping point as well, as again, games are getting way, way more expensive to make like. Is is there a point where they can't satiate it? You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. That's always what I'm thinking in my mind. I don't know. Maybe I'm dumb. No, I, I think you're right. And I, I, part of the bigger equation for me is like, uh, so say you're Xbox, PlayStation, whatever, right? Are you willing to take a loss? Say a game like Pentiment, right? Yeah. You have to know that uh, uh, that's a smaller team of Obsidian. You have no idea how that's going to do or what you're going to make from it um obviously they have all kinds of analytics we'll never have access to right but how many people are actually going to buy pentiment or be a new subscriber to game pass to play pentiment what does that look like and does that equal out your investment and if it doesn't is that okay because you have a game like sea of thieves where people continue to invest money in it and it's profitable over a long period of time so you can take a loss on a game like pentiment because you're doing it for your ecosystem. It's a game you want in your ecosystem. So there's a there's a line item there in your balance right. sheet which says we'll take a loss here even because we know that this x percentage of community really enjoyed this game and got them, you know, to appreciate Game Pass that month even though it's niche and lost us money because we can make up for it with the Halo Infinite over here, the Sea of Thieves or whatever else is over here making money. I don't think it's even just that. I don't I think they're trading more like with games like Pentiment where and and perhaps even another example would be Bleeding Edge. It's not that the game is going to do anything for them. It's that they j- generate goodwill with the talent creating games. Yeah. And if mm. and if they show the talent, "Hey, we're going to support you. We want content. We want you to make your content." And if the talent, particularly the guy behind Pentiment is very well regarded. Yes. And very good writer. And as he's speaking about working with Xbox, he's talking to people that's bringing in, that's bringing good limelight to, to the people involved. And that's going to attract talent over time, which they're going to need. Um, my fear, mm-hmm. this, oh, this accidentally echoes with what, what I talked with Ed Freeze about, which is not meant to be a plug. It sounded like it was. But remember he said his fear was that it would become like Netflix. The fear is if you attract all the talent and then once you've got all that talent, you don't get an ROI on it on on what you need. You don't get the subscription numbers, and then you start doing what Netflix is doing at making ads. Stop canceling all the shows people say seem to want. 
you know, and, and that is, is the fear of Game Pass 10, 15 years from now. Yeah. Did I go down a rabbit? I feel like I went. No, down no, a you went. Hole. No, you went no, down I a great a, rabbit hole. I think it's a great yeah. point um, because you, the we've seen more than probably ever before, just because of the nature of the industry right now and social media. But we see the impact that negativity and bad working conditions have on studios, and I think Xbox, to a degree that we know anyway, there's a lot that goes on behind the scenes, right? But it visually to us it looks like they're trying to do what they can to make it a great place to work for the studios that they have managed. Um, and so, yeah, I, I think you're spot on. Absolutely. There you go. Uh, DE says, I'm wondering if Pentiment's going to be like Blair Witch, low budget, high profit, or am I dumb? It's all Microsoft. It's all profit because it's first party. So um, <laughs> it, it's all sorry. first party. It's not all necessarily profit, right? So the Pentiment will cost x amount of total money to make and market um and then like i was saying you'll have to do a calculation because xbox is hard right because of game pass so we don't know how xbox defines success or defines profit or revenue on individual titles within a catalog of a subscription service it would be kind of like saying uh how did i don't know pick a pick a what's a show on netflix I mean, Stranger Things is huge, Stranger right? That's things, a, yeah. But that's huge. But I was Great trying to game. think of something a little more obscure. Lost Sandman, right? Is, is there something called Sandman out now? Yeah, it's, that's Lost huge. Lost in Space? Too. Okay. So say Lost in Space, right? Like, we don't know if Lost in Space financially was profitable right. profitable for Netflix, right? Because it's right. one show in a catalog of hundreds. And who knows? You know, they make that decision. But that's mm -hmm. to Luke's point. The concern is what happens when you do start to release these games. Bleeding Edge, probably not. Uh, I guess it's a small example. It was the where first you, example of them letting a game happen that maybe yep. shouldn't have happened. Yes. And then even though it wasn't a big hit, there is a community that loves it, right? And then all of a sudden your game's gone. Anthem, Anthem's probably the biggest one we talk about all the time, <laughs> right? There's a core community that loved that game and got hyped for it continuing. And then all of a sudden they're like, yeah, we're not doing that. Um, which, you know, that's going to happen more and more. 100% that'll happen more and more. Absolutely. Absolutely. Also, I do want to end on a note. PlayStation said a mean thing about Xbox in Brazil. And then Microsoft said something really mean about Sony in Brazil. And then they all, they, they're all being a little catty. But, like, PlayStation seems to be the pettier of the ones. And then also, what is this, a podcast? It, it, I'm, I'm on a show talking to my friends about video games. Remember that reference? That was a reference if we're spoken. Remember oh. that? Everybody made fun of it. And then everybody's... Show. Yeah, then everybody said the same thing about it. L listen, listen to podcasts carefully. If you're a big podcast, uh, he did not. He wants you to know he did not. I don't know okay. what's happening right he has now. No, there was a really bad Forspoken trailer, which, by the way, the game uh, doesn't look as bad as it's getting panned. Wait, for. What, what, was there a good one? No. <laughs> oh, uh, no, it, it, like, it's like it's like a promotional video of of, uh, of the main character. I know. Okay. I didn't know what you were referencing, though. Yeah. I, well, I now, gave up now on you game do. a long time ago. Well, I'm here and I got magic and there's swords. But, but you, like, it's a video every game. podcast I've listened to goes, it sounds like a, like a early 2000s Marvel movie. How about this, y'all? You know, being creative and thinking of things is hard. That's why everybody's thinking of to critique it. It's like a Marvel thing. How about get your own goddamn critique? If you're going to make fun of this thing, at least be original about it, okay? At least be original. All right. And I, I'll say this about Forspoken. As someone who's, I don't think that game looks great. Nah. But I'll tell you what. If it's fun, I'm there. Like, yeah. if it's fun, I'm there. And could be. 
You know, could be. Who knows? Yeah. Keep keep delaying think... it till you have a good game. That's what I'll say. <laughs> oh, is bad for Not... a good game. No, but I'm I, I'm being dead serious. I I think that game looks uh like a mess um what we've seen so far but don't forget not, what miyamoto said though Ains. that's not to say it can't be a <laughs> clip your that's toenails. not to say it can't be a great game when it releases he said clip your toenails and if you're a trump supporter go home and brush your tooth <laughs> i'm not even teeth. i like that one yeah my god well boys he said it, not us i don't i could i condemn it all <laughs> Oh, I think, man. I think Luke's just trying to cover up the fact that he was there January 6th. Hey, come on. Come on. Not Guys, me. come on. Come on. Some person that doesn't have a backbone is going to get really <laughs> upset with us. Yeah. The, sad, the sad thing is he can't even go to a shaman. He's locked away. Oh. <laughs> and he can't even find his safe. You guys be nice. He's had a really rough week, okay? Let's try. They raided his. They can't believe they stormed um all right all right all right it back in all right so i want to give a uh a cool spotlight to uh my most recent episode i had a really really great interview with uh the people from rimworld and if you're unfamiliar rimworld's a really popular pc game and you gotta be careful when you're googling that by the way uh but really popular pc (laughs) really popular pc game them talking about how they translated that to a controller was really fascinating really good thing there that i hope to get a few more ears on but um i have in the next week or two i haven't decided when i'm going to drop this one but probably the biggest interview in xcp history um it's already recorded hey look at them nodding they, they know who it is um yeah. really proud of it uh took me over a year uh, to get but i finally got it recorded almost the, tr- the track almost didn't save properly too oh <laughs> dude god <laughs> Yeah, it was one of those, but it's the biggest interview in XCP history for sure. Um, and I'm not going to sit on it until 150 because I'm at 143. I'm not going to sit on it that no, long. No, 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 no. No, it's coming no. out sooner than later. But I got another one that's not quite as, but, but it's big for me that I'm looking forward to and I'm waiting to figure out because time zones are difficult and Gamescom's going on. And so trying to line stuff up with my work schedule, I'll probably get up at like 2 a.m. to accommodate this this one. But um, Dude, I can cool do it whenever stuff. you want. Ains, I'm gonna need you in in mid September because <laughs> with all the stuff that they put on my plate at work, they put four. I have three new job titles. Um, so I'm gonna need your help. <laughs> I'm gonna need guests, boys, and you're it. <laughs> Congratulations! Yeah, yeah. So I just well, want to say uh, shout out to that one. Please, please keep your eye on XCP soon. That's next week, right? Yeah. As you're listening, to this? Y- the double eleven one for RimWorld is out now. And yep. the, the big one will either be this week, this week coming up, uh, as you listen to this, or the week after, depending on a few other things. Okay. But yeah, cool. I'm so excited. Cool. So excited. It's awesome. I'm excited to listen to it. Seriously. It's good. It's yeah. good. I like when friends get wins. That's all I can say. And I think yeah, this man. is the, this is the, the, if I can, I'd be up for it a little bit. I think this is one of the biggest things for like Xbox podcasts. Thank you. Like, this is this is huge. Thank you. This is huge. And knowing you, it's it is gonna be fantastic. Uh you can find me over at the trophy room where each and every no, 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 I, thought, no, no. I thought we're going no, second. I, I thought Ains no, goes out. No, no, out. no, 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 no. I was gonna oh, make wait, a... I go out. I go last because I do the like yeah. yeah. Hey, nude HD's here. What's up, guys? <laughs> oh, Good to see you. Them. Look at oh my you. god. That's adult dating site. Oh, oh man. my god. All right. Cool, In my I'm area. 
I Holy knew they shit. were close by. I know, yeah. man. Hold on. Sorry, guys. I, I'm going to delete the the bot, but Wait, I'm are, bookmarking. They say it. they're Bear down for me. sucking in. <laughs> that's crazy. That's nuts. Um, no, I was actually going to make a quip uh, about something and then decided not to. So go ahead, Joe. You're fine. Fair enough. Uh, so you don't have anything to pimp out for season gaming? Like you don't have to. Yeah, Indonesia. no, I'm, I'm just waiting for you. No, no, remember, I usually like do the yes, outro. The I do the end. Unless you're going to start remember how the show work. Okay, 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 okay. Unless you want to uh, be like, oh, so, season gaming, welcome. Um, what do I have to talk about? Thymesia review is up on the site right now. Cult of the Lamb review is up on the site right now. Uh, we have, um, we should have coverage on Saints Row next week. Um, obviously, Big Cast every Sunday morning at 11 a.m. Eastern if you like to join us live. And uh, although this week, as you're listening to this or, or watching us live, we are taking a week off, which we hardly ever do. So we will be no big cast this weekend. But next weekend, the 28th, we are having, if all lines up, uh, similar to Luke, we're having a very big guest on uh, to have a, a bigger conversation with the four of us. So keep your eyes peeled for that one because it should be a, should be a really good one. Oh, I, um, I, I don't know. I don't no, know. No, I haven't even is. told you guys yet. I just realized. No, um, oh, I'll DM you shortly. Okay. Um, but uh, yeah, keep your eye for that. Other, otherwise, just uh, appreciate all the support. We've been growing like crazy at the channel. Um, we passed 13,500 subs, I think. We like <laughs> we passed 13,000 like a week and a half ago and I already have another 500. So um, we've been yeah. cruising right along and um, it's really great to see. So thank you. Oh. And my leg is, I can finally walk again. So I just did a statue unboxing yesterday. And I have quite literally four stat major statue boxes sitting right there. So just keep an eye on um, some big statue unboxings and reviews on the site. Uh, I can't so get a I asked Ains. I asked, <laughs> I was going to say, I asked Ains to help pay for my student loans. He said, get a second job. <laughs> <laughs> I want you to appreciate that education, Joe. That's right. He's I really actually building a third garage. He's building a third garage for his <laughs> statues. <laughs> yep. Just to keep somewhere. God damn it. Anyway, you can find me. And I was going to send you a poly Scott. mega. Were you really? <laughs> Not now. <laughs> Really not now. Uh, well, like, can I get one? Maybe. Okay, cool. I'll rub your feet. No, no. <laughs> I heard. I heard you guys are into those type of stuff. Whatever uh, Joe does, I'll do more. <laughs> <laughs> we gotta go. <laughs> I know. We really do. If you ever me. want to incite into our DMs, this is it. This, this is, is it. it. <laughs> right here. This really is it, man. Uh, you oh, and by the way. <laughs> oh, i'm trying audience i'm trying to get us out of here eric just reminded me he did a review of the victrix uh gambit xbox tournament controller uh that is up on the channel as well and it's uh it's getting a lot of hits so people seem very positive on it so check is that, that out. thank you Bye. is it the wired one with the back paddles yes they're sending me that one that's really well, that can't be right is it back paddles and it's wired you just well, you just that's asked that sure. i said yes Oh, okay, sweet. They're sending me one to 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 play with, but I've, I've okay. You know, I'll explain why I didn't think that was the right thing. It's almost like if you check the channel and watch the video, you'd know. Yeah. I've been busy. No, you haven't. No, you haven't. This week I have. It's Tuesday. <laughs> <laughs> really, hope it came up this week. 
boy. Oh, boy. Euchre 5, Joe, the trophy are you room of PlayStation podcast, where each and every Thursday, me and my best friend Kyle talk about the latest and greatest in all things PlayStation. This week, we're going to be talking a whole lot about Cult of the Lamb. Uh, we're going to be talking about that Marvel plus Disney showcase, what we'd like to see. Uh, it's a slow news week. Please don't judge us. And we're going to talk a whole lot about Roller Drone because Kyle and I both played it and both enjoyed it a whole lot. So go make sure you follow us there at the Trophy Room Show over on YouTube and wherever you find your podcast service of choice. You can find us there. Rate us five stars. If you do, you get entered to win a copy of The Last of Us uh, Part 1 on the house. There you go. So, you know, you Hope can still you boycott it and get it. $70 for it. It looks like we're doing it twice, you know? <laughs> Boy. Uh, all that and more. Oh, and I think maybe there's an episode before, but we're doing a huge uh, Trophy Room Community Day over on twitch.tv slash PS Trophy Room. Huge Community Day, a whole lot of announcements, a whole lot of celebrations, and all that stuff what with day? the community. Uh, August 27th. Sweet. Next weekend. Yeah. Cool. Next weekend. There you go. Two weekends. Yeah. Okay. So with all that said, with all that away, um, I don't know how to end the show. What do I get? Um, keep, keep. What, 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 keep, keep. You're supposed keep, to keep um, doing something. Keep. 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 Cast, keep. Cast. I had to remember the outro. Keep. 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 Cast it. It's too long. You got to stop it. <laughs>